Hi, and welcome back, everyone, to our tactical portfolio update, where we talk about everything uh, market-related, uh, what's going on in our portfolio, and everything that's going on in the economic world. Uh, we're also going to be talking about year-end taxes today, so uh, just make sure you stick around and um, and catch those. There's a few things to take into account before the year-end, before that December 31st mark rolls around on the tax front. Uh, but with, with that, let's dive right into things that are going on in the market. So the market's continuing to be a little bumpy as we go into year end. Not un, uh, not unexpected. We had a fairly bullish start to the market today, which is leveled off mostly around those lower uh, CPI numbers. So the inflation numbers came out of the U.S. a little bit lower than October and certainly lower than last year. Uh, pretty much as expected as we, uh, you know, the monetary policies has continued to slow the inflation. Uh, we've seen that most uh, on most products out there, we've seen the prices dropping, especially when it comes down to uh, consumer goods, uh, you know, even on the uh, oil and gas front, you know, the uh, gas prices have come down. Uh, but the only area that still continues to stay high is food. Uh, but as we've talked about before, we're not really expecting too much um, too much uh, you know, relief when it comes to the food prices anytime soon, because a lot of that's not just driven by the inflation. Of course, there's a situation in Ukraine continues uh, to go on there, which is affecting things. And, uh, and the weather patterns uh, have changed and the drought in the US have, of course, put a lot of pressure when it comes to the, to the crops. So that pretty much is gonna continue to 2023. Uh, but we did see Canada raise their inflation, or sorry, their interest rates by a half percent and pretty much indicated that they will be uh, slowing or, or taking a pause perhaps uh, here in Canada on the interest rates. We're still waiting to hear out of the U.S., but the expectation is that they will also uh, take in a slightly easier stance uh, on this hike and, and going forward. So pretty much things are playing out as, as we were expecting. Uh, also in the U.S., the U.S. dollar weakened a little bit today. It had been up a little bit uh, earlier, uh, late last week, earlier this week. Uh, again, pretty much moving with the positivity of the market. As, as negativity comes into the market, uh, it goes up and uh, positivity in the market drives the U.S. dollar down. So still can uh, continue to see that uh, move a little bit. Gold edged over the $1,800 an ounce. Uh, so good news there for those who have been following gold and looking for that to uh, really start to pick up. Uh, you know, it's been a theme, of course, during inflationary times, people look to gold for, for performance and we really haven't seen it as of yet. Uh, on the energy front on oil, our, uh, our kind of outlook for oil uh, continues. A little bit of weakness last week, uh, but we've seen that start to pick back up again. Uh, edged up just over 2% just this morning alone, uh, mostly on the, uh, uh, on the winter expectations, but also with the uh, the, the pipeline, the the pipeline, like the TC Trans Canada pipeline uh, that has a leak uh, and a bit of unknown because I haven't figured out the cause of it yet. Uh, so a little concern kind of floating around that. Uh, other news coming out of the markets really it's been uh, driven uh, just on that inflationary outlook. Of course, uh, as I mentioned, we're starting to see some of the some breaks there as the, uh, the central banks start to ease a little bit on their outlook. Uh, we, of course, continue to have uh, concerns around the uh, China reopening. Uh, 
uh, bringing the supply chain back into line. Uh, of course, they have a zero COVID policy, which they eased up on, uh, which will bring uh, hopefully some uh, relief to the, the different areas of the supply chain. One of those big areas is the microchip market. Uh, there's been a back and forth, not just with trying to get supply out of China, but of course the US putting a lot more rules uh, around what can be imported and, and the sales around that. There is some pushback from China on that this week as they take the US to international court to, uh, to, to push further, uh, further support for, for their chips uh, here in North America versus opening new uh, new facilities here in North America to build locally made uh, locally made products. Uh, other than that, uh, we do continue to expect things to be a bit choppy for the year end. Uh, nothing nothing really market driven, just volumes falling off. Um, you know, December's traditionally a very slow uh, slow month in the markets and the portfolios. Uh, we have got the position pretty much where we want to. Uh, except for some tax loss selling, which we'll get into more here in a moment. Uh, so don't look for too much movement in the markets for December. Uh, early January, of course, we will make sure we position them. Uh, likely deploy some more cash. We're still heavy cash in the portfolios. We have seen a bit of uh, a bit of easing off in the general market conditions. The portfolios have been performing great uh, in December, uh, but we have seen the general market uh, ease off a little bit. So look for us to deploy some of that cash to get it uh, working harder for us into 2023, we are expecting things to, to be a little bit more optimistic uh, and, and a little bit more growth oriented in 2023 than we saw in 2022. Uh, still hoping to hope, you know, finish the year off flat uh, as far as the portfolios go, uh, as we see different areas of the market continue to pick up. Uh, and as we talked about last time, the fixed income market, uh, is starting to show some signs of strength. We've seen some good movement in our fixed income positions in the portfolios, uh, but more so we haven't seen uh, really any more decline in those, those fixed income positions. And the great thing about those is, uh, you know, the, the, the rates that they're paying us, um, two of the three, uh, two of the four, sorry, uh, fixed income positions we have in there right now paying over 9%. So, you know, while they stay flat, we continue to collect the, the, the high rate of return uh, and still looking for those uh, those no bid markets to kind of turn around as we see that flattening of the uh, the monetary policies as we move forward. So that's pretty much on market updates is what we've seen this week and uh, really what we're looking for in the coming uh, the coming week is just that interest rate hike out of the United States, what that number is going to look like and of course everyone's going to pour over the language from the US Fed as to where they're taking things the new year. If things follow what we've seen in Canada, as I mentioned, we should see that lightning and, and softer stance uh, moving forward. Pretty much the you know, the policies have been working. We've even seen on the real estate front, uh, you, you know, if you look at BC uh, here uh, uh, locally, uh, in November's numbers, the real estate 50% lower sales than previous years. And that's pretty much driven again by the higher interest rates. Uh, we haven't seen the prices fall that much. They actually, actually have started to fall. Uh, and we're starting to see some sales, especially on the pre-sale market, where uh, you know builders have uh, pre-sold and they have uh, limited inventories left, and they just want to finalize those sales so they can secure their financing. We've started to see some price drops on those across Canada. So uh, do look into the new year to start to see some pressures on the real estate markets, uh, especially as some of the um, 
the floated rate mortgages start to reset and also some of the fixed term mortgages, uh, which will be coming up in the new year for, for reset as well. So uh, people looking at higher, higher mortgage rates, uh, higher financing costs, uh, and uh, we'll probably see more, more inventory to the market. And of course, with, uh, with low sales volumes, uh, that might push the uh, push the prices down a little bit lower. So with that, let's move on to uh, kind of the tax front, some things to look at for year end. So we're pretty much wrapping up the tax here. Not too much to do, but there's still some time to get in a few strategies. One I'll mention, charitable given. You know, uh, it, it is a good time of year to think about it. The food banks have certainly been stretched uh, pretty much across the country as far as people in need with the, the higher cost of food. Uh, so charitable giving, uh, you can uh, still give up until December 31st. If you want to do a stock contribution, we've only got a few days left. Uh, and there's a big advantage of doing stock contributions. Basically, if you have a capital gain in the stock, um, you know, the best example I can give you is uh, if you're going to give, say, $10,000 to charity, but you have a stock that, you know, uh, is up and is worth $10,000. Uh, if you sell that stock and contribute, of course, you got to pay capital gains. So you don't have $10,000 anymore. Uh, and then you give the balance to charity. So say $8,000 go to charity, depending on your capital gain. But if you donate the stock in kind, it can go completely, the whole full $10,000 can go in there. Uh, and the charity gets the 10,000, you pay no capital gain, you take the cash that you were going to, you know, uh, um, contribute to the uh, charity and buy back your stock, basically wiping out any capital gains tax on your position, but still keeping the uh, keeping the profits and keeping the position as well. So a really great strategy. I know there's not a ton of capital gains uh, out there this year, but if you do have some uh, consider that you've only got a couple of days left. We can facilitate that through our charitable foundation here. If you don't have um, a, 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 your own foundation uh, or a, 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 an ability to do that for the charity that you're looking at, um, and we can pretty much uh, direct that to any charity of your choice here in Canada. So uh, reach out to us if you have any questions around that. Uh, the other, uh, another strategy a lot of people don't think about Let's say you have a position in your portfolio, maybe it's sat there for a few years uh, and it's uh, got a zero value, so it's gone defunct. Um, you haven't claimed the capital loss on that if it's still on your statement. <clears throat> so you can actually go and, and zero value that position. Um, and if you need help with that, again, reach out to us. Just go to mikeonmoney.com, email us, call us. Uh, happy to help you with that. Oh, you can zero out the value and you have that capital loss. Um, now, we're, when we talk about capital losses, it's really important to, to keep in mind as well that capital losses uh, not only carry forward. So if you have future gains, you can offset those against a loss from the past. Uh, so they stay with you forever until you use those up. Uh, so a great tax planning strategy for future years uh, and future gains. But you can also go back up to three years. So let's say in 2021, you have some really big capital gains. Uh, and you paid a bunch of taxes, ex, you know, excess taxes for capital gains, you can actually go back and refile for those years. You want to make sure it's worth it because you do have to refile. <clears throat> Most people will use an accountant and, and, and there's, you know, extra fees and costs doing that. So you make sure it's worthwhile for the tax savings to go back, uh, go back and, uh, and refile for previous years. But that's something, again, reach out to us, happy to discuss the amount, whether it's worth it. Uh, uh, or you should just hold on to them for for the future, but worthwhile taking those uh, taking those losses. 
So that goes to tax the loss selling. We have been doing it in this portfolio. We've had a few positions that are still, you know, currently underwater. Don't expect much movement over the next 30 days. So we've been harvesting some, some tax loss selling in the portfolio. So if you see some positions uh, being just sold out and, and going to cash in your portfolio, um, don't worry, we, we're going to be buying those back or very likely going to buy those back, assuming the conditions are still right uh, after the 30 days. You have to be out for 30 days. Uh, so we'll be buying those positions back uh, and, and getting that money back working for you again uh, right in the early uh, part of the new year. But we lock in those losses. Again, your accountant can take those back if it makes sense or carry them forward for, for future uh, just uh, remember that 30 days, the, the, uh, the superficial loss rule um, has to apply. And of course, these are only in non-registered accounts. So RSPs and TFSAs and RIFs, uh, you can't use those uh, those capital loss uh, strategies. So with that, keep in mind, you know, we are coming up to December 28th, the last day you can do the tax loss selling because you have to settle before the year end and it's a T plus two settlement. Uh, so um, make sure that... Um, Make sure you get those 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 trades in before before that date. Um, registered accounts, of course, RESPs. We're coming up to the deadline for this year to grant. You can catch up on grants if you're the educational funds if you did not maximize this year, but you can only catch up on one year at a time. So there is some limitations there. So it's worthwhile looking at before December 31st. Uh, TFSAs, of course, uh, come in January. We always like to get that money uh, in there, working for you as quick as possible. Especially, if we're going to see some uh, some some stronger markets in January. So, 2023, your your TFSA limit has gone up to sixty five hundred dollars from last year, being six thousand dollars. So, uh, if you have your TFSAs here with us, we'll, you'll definitely be hearing from us uh, in January to top those up. But make sure you take advantage of that. And of course, our speed deadline is going to be March 1st this year uh, in 2023. So you have lots of time for that. And the new limit is 29,200. Uh, but you can find your limits. Uh, you might have some carry forward room. Make sure you check out your limit on your uh, on your uh, tax assessment statements uh, from last year. Or if you're following this year, you take a look at that. And if you do have some carry forward, do come to us uh, and talk about your, your RSP limit limits. Uh, RSPs are great tools, but they have to be used correctly because you can fall into that, you know, that media, the trap, the media always talks about the trap of, you know, oh, I'm stuck with all this RSP money and I'm just paying a bunch of taxes on it. Uh, more taxes than, than I got deductions. Well, a little bit of planning, we can, we can still maximize your tax deductions, but at the same time, not get you into that trap. So, if you, if you have that, or if you've actually gotten yourself into that corner, reach out to us. There are some great strategies. We call them our uh, rift meltdowns, where we can actually move the money out of, of there fairly tax efficiently. I don't want to say tax free because nothing's tax free, but very tax efficiently through some, uh, through some strategies uh, that we can put in place uh, to help you get that money uh, flowing out. So if you have a large RSP uh, and, and and other income, especially in retirement, uh, we can uh, we can get that kind of uh, get that organized. So with that, that's pretty much kind of our tax tips or tax things to consider for this year. As always, keep in mind everything we talk about here is for information purposes only. Always do your own diligence, or as I always say, contact us. We're happy to help you out. Uh, 
This might be our last broadcast for tactical update for uh, December or for 2022. We will definitely be coming out in January with a look forward for the year. But in the meantime, uh, as always, reach out to us, mikeonmoney.com. Give us a call. Uh, if you want to book a consultation, uh, I'm definitely around for the holidays. Uh, I'll be here if you have any questions and uh, we'll happily uh, re reach out and, and, and help you out. So with that, that's all we have for this week. Thanks, everyone. Take care and enjoy the season. Thank you.